You're listening to Matt and Max's Infinite Playlist. I like what you do with your voice there. That's a fun new little thing. That's my normal speaking voice, actually. This is um, this is my radio voice. I'm glad that you can be yourself around the listeners and I, around but me, the listeners and me, for very short periods. Of very just the second, first second, and then I gotta do my radio voice when it counts. Yeah, if you had that the whole time, it might be obnoxious. Yeah, like I'm afraid of speaking sh- in real life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, welcome to Matt and Max's Infinite Playlist, uh, the show where we map the universe one playlist at a time. I'm here with Matt. I'm Max. What did we just listen to? <coughs> we just listened to me coughing directly into the microphone. But before that was Gino by Dexy's Midnight Runners um, from the album Searching for the Young Soul Rebels. I believe is what it's called. Uh, we That song is so much fun and so much fun to sing along to. Every single part of it is a huge sing-along, uh, especially that intro and then the whoa, 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 Genos. I saw that you were enthusiastically whoaing along while on mute. How could you not? A song exactly. Like that? How could you not? And that brings us to the theme today, uh, which is, like all the themes this season, a long one. And a little high concept. <laughs> but we were thinking, you're at a sports arena. You're in charge of the music. Your team is down. It's the, uh, you know, it's the last two minutes of the quarter. It's the last inning. It's the final moments of the period. It's uh, the last frame of the bowling game. <laughs> And you got to play songs to pump up the crowd, pump up the team, demoralize the other team. What do you play? And uh, the first one that came to my mind was Gino. That song, every single part of it, like I said, is a sing-along, a big yelp-along. It's got real, like, uh, Casey at the Bat energy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you have someone on your team named Gino, it would be very helpful. Because everyone could sing the whoa, 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 Gino parts. I just imagine 10,000 people singing it. It would be a lot of fun. Way more fun than some of the, I mean, you know, by the way, this is a great theme, uh, Matt. Um, Wow. Thank you. (laughs) I I found myself like kind of looking back at at songs that fit that moment, but which are so cliche that don't, that leave me feeling cold. Yeah, and, that was part of it. We we're kind of like finding some alternative ones, ones that you haven't heard at the baseball stadium. Exactly, but this one, like, it sort of does for me everything that I think that. Um, um, what's the what's the Neil Diamond song? Oh, uh, Caroline. Car- yeah, sweet Caroline. Yeah, I think what Sweet Caroline is supposed to make me feel. I think <laughs> Gino by Dexy's Midnight Riders does. I picture you at a baseball game and Sweet Caroline comes on, and you just are dead-eyed staring ahead while the rest of the crowd is losing their minds it's just it's just uh it's just me uh in boston like booing (laughs) just like booing (laughs) as hard as i can when sweet caroline comes on and i'm just screaming myself hoarse trying to get them to play gino (laughs) are you are you in boston watching a Sox game wearing a giant's hat (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are the yeah. Giants playing, or are you just booing both teams? Yeah, I, 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 I'm an equal opportunity booer, so. <laughs> it's a Sox-Pirates game. 
you're a big Giants fan. <laughs> you're just there to to bring the mood down. Um, yeah, that song, I, I would not be surprised. I don't know. But I would assume they play that song at some football matches over in the UK. Uh, seems like a real hooligan song. It's a bit of a cheating song because it's clearly... <laughs> that opener is supposed to be like a hooligan chant no no i think i think that's i think it's a great pick um yeah have you ever been to a uh, a soccer match over there football match oh yeah football um so you said you said something else before and i, I didn't quite understand what you... that's right i know you're a purist yeah um no i haven't um i haven't i haven't been to a football match um i i would love to be a hooligan one day um i aspire Who... to hooliganism <laughs> Hooliganism is funny because I, in the U.S., like I know people uh, get stabbed at at games, or you know, after the game they trash the entire city. But like, hooliganism seems really, really debauched. Does not, Are hooligans it's... the original Proud Boys? <laughs> I, I picture them all wearing Fred Perry. That's for sure. I know generally they tend to be racist people. <laughs> They're just so filled with anger. They gotta all scream together in big uh whoa, whoa, whoa chants that's true i would i would become a hooligan for the chants and for the songs yes and for the and for the drinking if i'm being yes honest. i would love to have nine pints of crappy beer and then scream a chant that uh criticizes margaret thatcher that's right for like w- 45 minutes i would love you know to get blackout drunk on just you know urine colored lager and sob into the shoulder of a guy named mick who i met 15 minutes prior yeah you share nothing except for your love for uh liverpool and yeah and and the fact that we both have cauliflower ears (laughs) um just a little thing about that song that song also features a chorus that we didn't play that is a very like proto xtc just catchy as hell chorus that uh, I just can't get enough of that song. That whole album is phenomenal. So good. Matt is a big Dexys Midnight Riders stan. You know, few few people know them. Uh, you know, beyond their BDSM classic "Come On Eileen," but um, okay. they have a much deeper catalog than one would think. Uh, I once, when I was in college, um, someone was singing uh, "Come On Eileen." And they were a friend of mine and we were in like the commons and I asked her if she had heard their earlier stuff, which is this album basically. And uh, another guy who I did not know asked me, oh, are you one of those guys? Which (laughs) really pissed me off because he obviously clocked me right away, (laughs) but he was not wrong. But uh, also that, that wasn't coming from a place of like, you know, and I was trying to like you know their early stuff. That first record is so good, <laughs> and it's clearly like in the U.S. It is not like well known. I don't know. Dexy's Midnight Riders too is one band where you can actually say it, and you sound you don't sound cool like asking about <laughs> the early stuff. I'm gonna name my first. I'm not gonna have a kid. Never mind. I'll name my first dog Dexy's. How's that? Dexy's a good dog name. Dexy. Ah. wouldn't be Dexy's. Anyway, uh, <laughs> enough about this song. All right, what I'm was play your one. first uh, first thought? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll play one. Um. <laughs> 
That is Mardi Gras medley uh, by the Rebirth Jazz Band, and Woo! when I'm, you know, when I'm thinking of sports games, we could conceive of this as like a, you know, big stadium rock anthem. We're trying to uh, win the crowd back, or it could just be a classic high school venue, you know. And and you got the marching band there, you got the uh, the the cheer section, and everyone's uh, everyone's in the mix. The, that the sound of that was very high school uh, marching band playing in like the far end of the bleachers at the football game, which when your team is losing like sucks so bad. <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of children playing uh, like toxic on half an orchestra. <laughs> but when your team is winning, it is so much fun to hear the big tuba playing. <laughs> I love I love you know. Uh, top top ten school marching band energy. It's yeah. so it's so crazy. It's like, um, it's, it's they they just have this like prankster vibe too. <laughs> I I I went on this like rabbit hole jaunt uh, a month or two ago where I was watching a bunch of uh, drum major choreographies and all the just goofy shit that the drum majors do. And it's just so beautiful. Like they come on out with the most swagger of anyone you've ever seen, with like dumb plumage in their <laughs> in their hats. These like these, you know, I don't know, know what they're called, the big furry beehive hats. <laughs> and they've got they've got you know a gladiator arena arena's worth of people who are just like losing their shit <laughs> over a, a you know a twenty five year old dude doing cartwheels. Yeah, it's funny how like the John Philip Sousa kind of orchestra uh, was a thing. And then just all high schools and colleges decided then like, there it is never changing this. The for the formula is perfect. The aesthetics will never need to update them. That's right. Everyone can relate to this. We're done. 1907 or 1914. We're good. And I love the thing, like, if you go to, like, a, a public high school of, like, 2000 or whatever, it's sort of like a thing where every year they crown a new <clears throat> king. Like, they crown a new, like, you know, skinny loser who's just <laughs> willing to risk it all at the 50-yard line in front of, you know, guys who weigh twice as much as him. That's my favorite um, high school uh, football movie, Skinny Loser. Skilling, skinny loser willing to risk it all was in my uh, <laughs> Tinder bio. Uh, that was great. What uh, what kind of sporting event do you see that being played at? Certainly football. Certainly football. Fo- yeah. 
you know, I love I love that we're 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 going with like an inclusive vibe here where it could be any it could be any sport, but that one's definitely like Friday Night Lights, high school football. That's right. Uh are are football teams playing these days? Certainly in Texas. I guess, football, <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess so. Texas everyone's doing everything. Good for, good, good for good for Texas. <laughs> you know what they deserve it. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. I know you had very little to do with this, but fuck you. And fuck you, Greg Abbott. I thought that our I thought that our podcast on Ted Cruz was gonna take him down a pig, but he's yeah, never I haven't heard anything from his office. I'm emailing it to every one of his staffers though every day. Fighting the good fight. I'm trying to get him on. Should I, should I go to the next one? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go to the next one. Here we go. chose that song because ever since uh, stadiums can no longer play rock and roll part two, which is like the greatest sports song of all time, uh, you gotta have another song that has that beat. And I think that one is a lot of fun. It's a mammoth song, so it's hard to capture it in just 45 seconds. There's a lot of parts to it, but I think if you played that, the crowd would get pretty pumped up. Everyone loves that beat. Sort of rollicking, encroaching, intimidating. It's a great beat. And what what do you like? What 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 about those like squirrel like vocals? Yeah, that would be fun. An, another fun chant. <laughs> I don't know if the crowd would be at, into that part, but I think it'd be fun. And it's my team. I'm the owner and DJ, I guess. Yeah, that's such a that's such a great beat. That's such a great song. Yeah, we're, I mean, it could be any like, you know, like Kanye's Black Skinhead. Uh, Girl in Love by the Smith Westerns. <laughs> I'm sure there's a T-Rex song that has that beat. I don't know why. It's just, it works. You know, it's big. It's booming. Um, rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah. Totally. But, um, yeah. I mean, it deserves to be canceled because, you know, you can't play that song after it was used in the Joker movie. <laughs> was it? I never yeah, saw that, it. I mean that was a big. Uh, there was that scene where the Joker's sort of like dancing down the steps to the Gary Glitter song. What? Yeah. You what a about that? wild choice. I think I, it seems like the, it was a deliberate choice. Sure. Uh, possibly, I don't know. Well, I'll have to put Joker on my list of movies to watch. Uh, maybe I'll get Jokerified. Yeah, Matt. Matt watches everything that has uh, Gary Glitter in the soundtrack. So no, no, <laughs> no, I don't. 
We got a real uh, Gary no, Glitter song, head over here. <laughs> no, uh, this song rules. Um, big stomp along beat. Yeah, squirrel vocals may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I think if you sort of translate that to another hooligan chant, I'm right there. Yeah. What What else is? I mean, it, it's sort of like what we we will rock you. Anything where people can kind of like clap along. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Cracker, exactly. follow me. You need something that uh, in a entire stadium of people will be too loud for the other team to hear what they're saying in the huddle. Oh, strategery. I also like the idea of battles being played to uh, a stadium full of college, moronic college kids. Yeah. You know, I more- shouldn't call them morons because I was also listening to battles when I was in college and I was a fucking moron too. Yeah, I mean, this came out, this would have come out um, right around when we were in college. Yeah, was this 07? That sounds right. 09? I should have looked that up. I'll know that for next episode. I'll, I'll come back to you. Or fax in if you know, fax in. Yeah, just a piece of paper with the with the number on it. Uh, you what about you? What you got next? You mentioned... Um, you know, thinking about this in the mold of some of the some of the anthem classics that I said, like you know, leave me feeling cold. Like they just don't they just don't do anything. You hear it, and it's like a cliche, right? Um, and I think there's a lot of like great rap music that um, is filling is filling that void. I wouldn't know because I haven't been to a sports game in so fucking long. But um, I was also kind of trying to see how many of like conventional songs i could find another one to kind of put into that mold so the next one i feel like you know speaking of hooliganism is sort of in like the tub thumping mold you know um uh i got knocked down i get up again etc etc That is uh, Born Slippy uh, by Underworld. And uh, full disclosure, I know that song because it was first sampled by uh, Girl Talk. No. <laughs> oh. Girl Talk is awesome. You could play to a stadium of uh, 100,000 people and every single person would know at least one bit of it and would love it. Exactly. I think that was the appeal of Girl Talk when it came out. It was just like, you know, like listening to the radio. Um, in some sort of weird dimension. Yeah. Oh, you like uh, Jackson 5? No? Uh, well, then here's some Black Sabbath on top of them. Like, <laughs> oh, you still don't like that? Well, here's some uh, Joni Mitchell on top of all that. It's a. It was a good design. I don't know why Girl Talk didn't continue to put out music, because maybe I was just yeah, like... Yeah, what happened to Girl Talk? I don't know. That, I mean, that guy had a meteoric rise. I felt like, but didn't uh, didn't continue to follow up. Uh, Sometimes when you burn so bright, uh, you have to burn out. 
Yeah, he. I mean, I saw him. I saw him play live once, and uh, he had a had a certain energy. You know, I don't know this guy, but he had a certain energy, and I, I wonder if that. Um, you know, if you, you if if he had to work to sustain that in a particular way, you know, maybe it couldn't couldn't real, do it. Like a Andrew WK situation where you're like, how how are you keeping this up, my guy? It might it might have been an Andrew WK situation. He had um on his like on his like laptop and on his uh on his mix board and stuff totally covered in uh saran wrap which i don't think is super uncommon but he uh he needed it within like five minutes of playing. <laughs> i was recently uh trying to describe to my coworkers uh who captain ahab was and if anyone who's listening knows who captain ahab was trying to tell someone that it's a guy with a laptop screaming next to a guy in a speedo dancing uh it doesn't it doesn't translate well when you're just saying that they need saran wrap on the table you gotta you gotta be there to see the sweat pouring off of these people onto these laptops um i also imagine if you're uh, any of those sort of bands from that era that you just never didn't have glitter on you and that would be a big problem for me yeah, it it was probably one of those things where like you play like one show with glitter and then you can never get it entirely off, and yeah, now so you, you play every show with glitter. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like the idea of Born Slippy Nux by Underworld coming on at the stadium and a bunch of uh, middle-aged Jets fans being like, "It's time for the rally towel. Let's do this!" and <laughs> it's going nuts. Yeah, like break out the glow sticks. That's right. <laughs> That was cool. Uh, yeah. Um, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Um, you know what? Speaking of uh, songs that... that <laughs> Let me take that again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to choose a song that I'm pretty positive is played at like every sports game from minor league baseball to, uh, I don't know, a tennis match. What are some other sports? Uh, curling. Curling. Definitely played at some curling matches. Cricket. Uh, this one's a classic that, even if it's overplayed, I am going to play every single game. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. Feel like a woman by Shania Twain. We cut off the end of that chorus so that you can go listen to it because I know you're going to. I feel like if you hear that song, you're going to turn off this podcast, go listen to it in full, maybe one or two times. It's that good. 
What a hook. What a chorus. What a hook. That song, uh, man, I feel like we're by Shania Twain. A total classic. And I have seen, regardless of, of gender or your identity, man, woman, encompassing all sorts of genders or none at all, that song hits home for everybody. I've seen minor league baseball <laughs> stadiums full of dudes losing their shit when that song comes on. I'm gonna. I, when I hear that, I wanna. I wanna pull a Brandy Chastain, throw myself to the knees, take off my shirt, and helicopter it around my head. Reveal it's your a banger. Bra underneath. Yeah, I mean, if I need the extra support. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Um, that song, the opening sort of like hook, that uh, immediate entrance into the pantheon of, you know, in, like initial initial parts of a song that everyone instantly recognizes the we will rock you's that's so iconic you hear that all star by smash mouth yeah you you hear that and you're like you're just picturing a kind of like sorkin-esque walk and talk on like the green of a baseball field or something it's like (laughs) it just puts you right in the middle of a game I also that's the if I were like if I had walk up music to the to the plate that's what I would want just to throw everyone off. Ooh, that's a good one. I I, I was gonna ask you because this sort of like begs a question um, in the wrong way to, to use that phrase. Um, wh- where like if you got to be the uh, the jumbotron guy or like whoever's playing the fills. Um, uh, for any any sport team, any sport, what are you picking? What's going to be the most fun to to play music to? Which sport? Yeah, or like which team? Oh man. Oh man, that's a great question. Um, off the top of my head, uh, maybe I, uh, baseball. I don't know. Baseball to me just seems like the ultimate like jumbotron, like. Do I have an organ with me as well? Um, yeah, I mean, you've got several organs. Oh, oh, okay. oh you mean... <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with baseball, I think, because that one's fun. But if I mean, I guess we're going, like, just out of my mind, fun, maybe, like, rugby? Yeah. Maybe rugby, hockey? <laughs> yeah. I would definitely go baseball, and here's here's where I'd go different. I'd probably do minor league baseball. Yes, it just see like and like kind of like a last place team, some place yeah. where they're like underperforming, and the fans are maybe I've I've watched too many um, sports comedies, and that's why I think it would be fun. But uh, I just think that if you have like a a rabid sort of unhinged fan base already, uh, you know. Yeah. Why, why not? You could play Tiny Tim all you want. <laughs> Antagonize them. <laughs> yeah, minor league baseball is so much fun. I really hope to be able to go to a game as soon as uh, we're allowed to. I, I love the between ending, you know, stunts. It's just so. Oh yeah. Fun and Some, provincial. Like sixteen-year-old kids that had to dress up as like a hot dog and an ice cream cone and a baseball and sprint around the field and twist their ankle it's america's pastime it really is i love it um man i feel like a woman by shania twain from one of the best albums of the 90s go check it out i think that's a controversial statement 
Shania. It's so good. What a pop record. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to my next one. I think. Um, and yeah, this is one I thought I could imagine sort of taking the place of the uh, the great, but also completely ran into the ground. Thunderstruck by ACDC. Sure. Um, and this is uh, Aerodynamic by Daft Punk. <laughs> Aerodynamic by Daft Punk, and I think, I, you know, I don't, I think that's probably more than probably inspired by that that riff from Thunderstrike. Gotta be. Gotta be. They knew they know how to take a sample and uh, make it their own. Yeah. Do you think that's a sample? No, but I do think that that had to be influenced by that. Yeah. Or some sort of you know Van Halen <laughs> finger tapping riff. Totally, totally, yeah. Um, so it doesn't have the kind of like the kind of stomping like chorus coming up at the beginning, but I, I still think it's a, it's a it's a worthy inheritor of that of that. Sometimes mantle. you just need something that's going to get everyone on their feet. And Daft Punk's going to do it. Yeah. I, I I I can think of no better legacy for for Daft Punk. Um, I I miss them already. I I think that they're like one of the most versatile artists ever like they shouldn't be versatile but they they (laughs) to me i i can imagine so many different places like you could play their music particularly cuts off uh random access memories yeah they're um they're one of the bands that uh, this will date the show and hopefully people are going to concerts all the time in the future but they're one of those acts that like really makes you miss being able to go out and see a show and feel bad for people who aren't able to see them or weren't able to see them one more time, you know, or even, or even, uh, you know, like weddings, you know, cause guarantee you pick, you pick, you pick a random wedding and you have at least a 50% chance of hearing a Daft Punk song at the wedding. Get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what would be the, um, the most inappropriate Daft Punk song to play at a wedding? <laughs> uh let's get divorced yeah that a surprise uh a surprise uh uh we told dj not to do it from, <laughs> from 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 daft punk they uh they had this sort of upbeat thing going and you know in their sophomoric output yeah it felt weird and i was glad they didn't follow that road because now they have mostly um wedding friendly tracks on all their releases smart smart r.i.p to the real ones <laughs> the those french legends they're uh sitting atop a pyramid at the right hand of god now what do you think uh are we gonna like see like 
releases in the future and be like, oh, this is probably a side project from, you know, le- Helmet on the Left from Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a Helmet on the Left thing. I don't think the Helmet on the Right would have made something like this. I hope that those guys just kind of come out and do like a, like a, a boy least likely to, just sort of a little twee record, something that nobody <laughs> likes. People like boy least likely to, but. I thought you were gonna say LCD sound system. I was certainly not going to guess that you were gonna say boy least likely to. <laughs> That's I a would... band I will have to I guess listen to again to make sure it was an appropriate uh, <laughs> choice to make. Um, I, yeah, I don't think they've been canceled, but I, it would be cool <laughs> if they did the, the LCD sound system thing where they like keep, you know, putting out stuff and breaking up and they're definitely going to play, uh, Coachella 2030 or 35 or something. So they're going to make $50 million to play a single show and the entire world's invited. That'd be, that would be really funny. They, they come back out and like they're still in the helmets and stuff but they're kind of fat <laughs> the helmets don't fit anymore their heads are yeah. too huge <laughs> they, they're like midway through their third song and the helmet just like shoots off <laughs> that's that famous Daft Punk stage energy you never know what you're going to get with this Daft Punk show that's true <laughs> it's true damn R.I.P. they're not dead but <laughs> Might as well they're gone <laughs> Um, it, uh, I mean, it's fucked too, because like, if there was going to be a time for Daft Punk to really, uh, to really be leaders, it would be now when everyone's has to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, they were really ahead of the time with that one. Yeah. Have you uh, gotten your full-on head mask yet? Not, not yet, not yet. Um, but uh, I, I might have to fashion one. They are a band, though, that uh, like um, that Rage Against the Machine, Run the Jewels. Uh, like tour that was supposed to happen that didn't that is i guess still happening this summer um that there are some like concerts that as soon as we're allowed to gather en masse are going to be maybe the most intense things anyone's ever experienced (laughs) see rage against the machine in the summer of 2021 will be a i assume transcendent experience for a lot of people we gotta we gotta get our shit together and go see uh lightning bolt again (laughs) (laughs) i think they're playing at madison square garden (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh boy um let's see should i do one more or two more um up to you yeah why don't you do you do you can do two more you can do um yeah why don't you do two more okay um well hmm i don't know if i i don't know if i really feel this okay. i don't need a reason one anymore all right fine. it's fun but i don't have much like yeah much to say about it Okay. Even though it is great. Why don't I just go into my last one, which is <laughs> the two live crew. What uh what what is it called? I it's called Me So Horny <laughs> My Two Life Crew. Okay. I I thought that's what it said, I didn't know. Yeah, but I'll start my description here. I'll say Um, for my last one. I decided to go with a song that I think I actually played in a previous episode in season one for, I want to say, like, wrestling walkout music. But I'm bringing it back because I think it serves a similar purpose. 
Um, this is a song that will get the entire crowd going. It'll get the team going. Let's say they're playing it in their locker room and then they hear it booming over the stereo system. This is going to do the job. Uh, it's going to intimidate the other team. Let's play it. What do we get for $10? Everything you want. Everything. Everything. shave off the beginning of that track and we just get to the hook are you um, saying you don't, so ho- you don't want us to include that classic bit of audio from full metal jacket stanley Kubrick's? No, I, I don't think we should i think maybe we cut that part out um that was me so horny by two live crew um stripping away the the lyrical content <laughs> the instrumental is a jam uh, the sample is not necessarily appropriate, but it's still <laughs> effective and a jam. And if you played that for a stadium of 30,000 people, people are going to get on their 30, feet. Not all 30,000 would be offended. <laughs> no, that's right. Okay, maybe we cut my last song and we just go to you. I I love this. Uh, no, we're certainly not cutting this. Uh, I I I, lo- I love this because um, Matt had two two songs on the docket, <laughs> and and out of the uh, out of the two that he could have uh, stricken from <laughs> stricken from no. the playoffs. <laughs> so the issue is not that I could only play one; it was whether I wanted to play the other one. Me so horny stays. Yeah, no, I I'm glad that you. You didn't play Turning Japanese. Okay, okay. <laughs> this episode is painting me to be a rather insensitive person. No, I don't think Turning Japanese by The Vapors is a very good song <laughs> to play at a at a, uh, a golfing tournament. And that's why you chose Me So Horny. That's right. That's Me So Horny by the Two Live Crew from uh, As Clean As They Want to Be, a classic album. Um, it's just a rave up. It's a jam. And I think if you play it enough and the fans know that it's the team's signature song, then it will, it will get, it will get a lot of people hyped up. (laughs) It'll certainly get a lot of people riled up. That's for sure. Yeah. You're telling me that you're on the opposing team and you're walking to the plate and this song comes on and the entire crowd is screaming it at you, you're not going to get, like, a little thrown off. To, to, to be clear, screaming me so horny at you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be very thrown off by that. That's right. 
You won't even see the balls whipping past your uh, face. No. Yeah. So I, I, I stand corrected. I think that is a very good pick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a jam. Obviously, yeah. I'm not. It, Matt I'm not said playing he, it at uh, a wedding, but <laughs> why? Why not? You know. You know what? Yeah. Why not? This is uh, my night. I'm the DJ. Yeah. Okay. So me, me, me so horny. Uh, definitely has its spots. <laughs> I think. I, I think really think we should shave off the beginning though. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll shave off the beginning. Uh, I just think it's it's funny. Um, you know, there's so many versatile songs here, um, and it's funny to me that Matt has double dipped on me so hard. <laughs> it just works in so many situations. It does. It does. It it certainly is top of mind um, for all occasions. <laughs> Okay, I'll 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 play another one here. Um, run them jewels fast. Run them run them jewels fast. Run them run them run them run them run them fuck the slow mo. Slave, you protested to get in a fucking look book. Everything I scribbled like the anarchist book book. Look good, posing in the center for the crook book. Black on black on black, wave the ski mask, that is my crook book. How you like my styling, bruh? Ain't nobody styling, bruh. About to turn this motherfucker up like Rikers Island, bruh. Where my thuggers and my cripples and my blooders and my brothers. When you niggas gon' unite and kill the police motherfuckers. Or take over a jail, get them see your tail. The burning of that sofa, goddamn, I love the smell. Like it's in pillow torching Where the fuck the warden And when you find them We don't kill them We just waterboard them We killing them for freedom Cause they tortured us for boredom And even if some good ones die Fuck it, the Lord will sort them We, we out uh, Alright That is all right. Close Your Eyes By Run The Jewels uh, I could have picked pretty much any Run The Jewels song To play here uh, And I think it would make a fantastic uh, Pump up song Yeah the like like we were talking about um, between them and, and Rage, it would have been a very perfect uh, sort of show to to see. Certainly last summer when it was supposed to happen, but this summer too. The sp- specifically with Run the Jewels, there's that sort of that beautiful mixture of of just rage and sort of just joyous release with each of their songs. <laughs> you know, they just go every time and i love i mean i don't um what i i i think lp and killer mike were the two uh mcs that run the jewels i i think they're so great because they sound so different Mm -hmm. like i think lp if i'm not mistaken like kind of east coast rapper got a very like east coast vibe and masterful lyrical uh very like I don't want to say intellectual, but but I think that's sort of the word often associated with that scene. Um, yeah, and I, I actually think I mean I I would I would sort of say that more about Killer Mike, uh, who's always like rapping about like Reagan and shit, um, right. um, but but with like a much like a southern style of rap. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I I there's a there's a lyric I don't even know what it means. 
and we didn't get to it in that in that snippet but it's we the type of preacher with a grin and a gun like it's just so <laughs> uh every every line is so so evocative and just meant to like blow your mind give you that little like dopamine rush of like ooh, like yeah that um sort of along this i think the same lines as uh uh or, or rather i think that i think the band idols for the last couple of years has served a similar purpose for a lot of people just sort of every single line giving you just this catharsis that you know you knew you needed <laughs> and then you hear a line like that and you're like oh that's it Ah! that's an mind. amazing parallel yeah that's yeah i i feel like there's a similar similar kind of like anger and like irony and biting quality to the lyrics yeah yeah even every listen to every run the jewels track is just shaking your head back and forth smiling because it's so good because you're so upset <laughs> by the world around you fuck yeah we, we don't yeah that would certainly be a rave up at a sports game <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme hell yeah yeah i mean run the jewels for me like all all purpose there's so many different occasions um yeah i believe uh, they were my uh most listened to artists last year according to spotify's data spotify just like roast me with that end of year stuff they're like oh, yeah? yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna show me having listened to so much like ambient drone music uh, yeah, it's like I, I used to listen to like pop music, popular music, and now it's all like ambient stuff because I'm old and <laughs> shitty. Your top artist was Gavin Bryars. I think I've re- for real. I think I've listened to Gas Zauberberg oh, uh, yeah. twenty five times in the past like two weeks. <laughs> Hell yeah! Maybe actually, if I do the math, maybe more. You should do the math and bring it back next episode. <laughs> <laughs> or get someone to do the math for you. They can fax it in. Do the you normal put the, uh, the numbers online. They look them up. And I just, now that the fax line came up, I just want to bring something up. You know, whoever whoever faxed uh, a picture of your of your of your butt cheeks mashed up against you know the 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 scanner part of a fax. I I don't. I don't think that's very funny. You know, we told you last time that Max's mom receives these first before we do. So one, disrespectful to her, and then two, disrespectful to us. Yeah, because obviously my my mom didn't know what it was and then sent it to me. So, and you had to explain it to her. Yeah. So send please. back one of your own, just to show <laughs> her how it's done. I I did do that. I I don't recall exactly why that was necessary but yeah she didn't ask for it but you wanted to make sure she totally understood what was going on why well, oh now i remember is because i had to prove that it wasn't me who had sent the first one <laughs> you have that unsightly mole on your left cheek it is very unsightly but it's on the yeah that's right and it's distinguishing it is it is yeah it, it looks like um it doesn't look like a mole i'll just say that Well, yeah, this is, this is all to say the fax machine is only for uh, podcast-related inquiries and comments. And don't think that you can write a podcast-related inquiry on your butt and to, to, to get around. That's not a loophole. 
We will I would not. actually like to see that. Do that. Yes, so you can send those ones to me. Address them care of Matt. And I guess Max's mom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, well, what a what a what a pump up what a pump up playlist we had today. That's right. That was very fun. I can't wait till we are um DJs at a stadium. How do you how do you get that job? I, I was I was gonna ask. That's gotta be one of those jobs like uh, writing the copy for the side of the wine bottle. Um, it seems like the think, best yes. job. Those two jobs are very similar. No, no, no. Like one of those jobs where it would just oh. be a, a dream. And uh, yeah, uh, I I would like both those jobs. So if you're a headhunter, uh, get at me. That's right. Fax Max's mom. She'll be very thrilled to hear he's got. Uh, job offers on the way indeed um <laughs> is there one you you want to play us out with um i don't really have one do you have a <laughs> you could play you could play me so horny again <laughs> yeah uh i mean me so horny could become the first song that we've played not once but twice <laughs> on an episode that's right and what better song <laughs> to hold that honor yeah I mean, unless you've got one. Uh, here, I'll I'll, pl- I'll play us out with this one, which yeah. is sort of, um, I think it's kind of like a hybrid between, um, you know, like a, a marching band kind of uh, feel. And also, it's got a little bit of Run the Jewels, I think, in it, too. Um, this is uh, Higher Ground by Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. 